gaining my boxing independence at Title Boxing Club. It happened on the day when a coach showed me how to wrap my own hands instead of holding them out like a little kid who needs help making sure their mittens are sealed perfectly so the snow won't get in. That is a real example from my childhood, but the thing I've learned about boxing as it's gained popularity is that it lives on a spectrum between sport and recreation. You can stick to group classes and get a great workout, or you can train with a coach who uses focus mitts to increase the accuracy and quality of your punches and defensive moves. You can even get in a ring and fight. I personally have had too many concussions for that, but that's a story for another episode. This is Gina Anderson Cohen, by the way, founder and CEO of A Sweat Life. And this week, when I interviewed Todd Wather, CEO of Box Union and Title Boxing Club, and Felicia Alexander, CRO, of Box Union and Title Boxing Club, I was personally very excited to speak about one piece of their universe outside of Box Union and Title Boxing Club. My father-in-law was diagnosed with Parkinson's disease in the past few years. If you know anyone who's been diagnosed, it's a tough journey. There's no single blood test that they can send to a lab and just say, yes, you definitely have Parkinson's. It's more like a process of elimination. You sort of circle the disease, getting closer and closer until there's no other option left. And recently, he found his way to Rocksteady Boxing, which is a boxing program that was created to provide a unique and effective form of physical exercise to people who are living with Parkinson's. As a lifelong athlete, I know it's challenging for him to start something new and cope with the loss of mobility, but this is an incredible step for him and others like him. According to the New York Times, Boxing's varied and high-intensity workouts offer a blend of strength and cardiovascular conditioning that improve agility, coordination, and balance, and which may be especially beneficial for people with neurological disorders such as Parkinson's disease. Imagine what it must feel like to go from running, playing baseball, and playing tennis to having one of your doctor's greatest concerns be that you're at an extraordinarily high risk of falling. But Rocksteady also provides additional help for those living with a progressive neurological disorder like Parkinson's. In that same New York Times piece, which you'll find in the show notes, a particularly hopeful piece of science is shared. Research has shown that many forms of high-intensity exercise, and particularly boxing, may slow the progression of Parkinson's symptoms. Boxing also seems to help with other neurological disorders, such as multiple sclerosis and stroke. So given that Felicia Alexander has recently joined the board at Rock City Boxing and to continues to help expand the reach of that incredible program, I was excited to speak with her and thank her for that. In the world of Title Boxing Club and Box Union though, this pair is bold and thoughtful, which you'll hear throughout the episode. Luckily, or because Todd had the foresight that Box Union needed to raise as much money as possible, Box Union was extremely well capitalized before the pandemic. So when opportunity came knocking, they were ready. And you'll hear all about it on the episode, but in one fell swoop, Box Union, with its handful of studios, acquired Title Boxing Club with around 150 locations. And overnight, they were the largest boxing brand. There's a saying in boxing that the punch you don't see coming is the one that knocks you out. I think we can safely say that no one saw that gigantic move coming. They also give incredible guidance for leading a team that I took notes on during the interview because I never want to forget it. So if you hear a little clickety clack when they're explaining their playbook on culture, that's why. You'll hear more on this later, but be ready to open the notes app on your phone and write down freedom within a framework, having a growth mindset, and the idea of we, not me. 
Honestly, it might be a book that gives Simon Sinek a run for his money. And because we love giving listeners a little something special, you can get a totally free month of membership to Title Boxing Club On Demand. Use code ASWETLIFE to get 30 days for free. After that, the membership rate goes up to $19.99 a month. You'll find that link in the show notes, or you can go to TitleBoxingClubOnDemand.com and use code A-S-W-E-A-T-L-I-F-E. Here I am with Todd Wadler and Felicia Alexander. This is Gina Anderson Cohen, and I am here with Felicia Alexander, who's the CRO of Title Boxing Club and Box Union, and Todd Wadler, who's the CEO of Box Union and Title Boxing Club as well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Looking forward to it. I am too. And I'm also really looking forward to chatting through this journey that you've had um, from going from box union to also box union and title boxing club. Um, And normally we start these conversations with the description of the fitness brand you've created, but I feel like your story requires an actual story (laughs) because there are two brands here. Um, Let's start with box union though. What, What can fitness consumers expect walking into a box union studio? Absolutely. So our goal with Box Union was to really make boxing accessible. It was all about introducing people to boxing who weren't already participating in the sport, most of whom never considered putting on a pair of gloves. Walking into a Box Union, you can expect a welcoming team and an awesome community. Our boxing fitness workout utilizes our proprietary box to the beat methodology And this really helps pace the workout. It helps you efficiently burn calories, tone, and strengthen. And most importantly, it makes the workout fun. We have really inspiring and motivational coaches to guide each class because with boxing fitness, we're really teaching you a skill. Every class is different. We have a focus of the week and a combo of the day and a different body part focus each day. But we also provide a lot of freedom in the framework for each coach to make their class their own. I can guarantee that you'll leave feeling sweaty, less stressed, and ready to face whatever challenges life throws your way. I love that. I love that. So you founded Box Union in 2016. Uh, what kind of happened before opening the doors of the studio and, and coming up with this incredible concept that you just outlined? A so, lot of hours around the kitchen table. <laughs> I'll let Todd go. <laughs> so, so we, you know, really brought together, you know, the Box Union, if you take a step back, was really us coming together to say what in fitness did we think we could make a difference in? And we thought boxing at that point, and you're going back to, as you said, 2016, 17, was a category that there hadn't been a ton of activity in from a Mm -hmm. boutique fitness perspective. And so we really felt that when we saw that as a category that had an opportunity, how do we bring some great people together and then really have them help us create and develop a great brand? And that was really a ton of work to say, what is the workout? What does it need to look like and feel like to the consumer? And how do you address some of the issues boxing has historically had about being intimidating um, and concerns around getting hit and all those kinds of elements? And so that's how Box Union and what the programming Felicia talked about 
came to be. So as she said, it was, it was a lot of meetings around a table, a lot of meeting with different fitness people, you know, in Los Angeles, but even across the country and really developing that. We then, which resulted in 2017, opening our first studio in Santa Monica, California. Amazing. And, and the first studio is in Santa Monica. How many box unions are there today? Today, there are three box unions. We have one, the, the original in Santa Monica. We opened one, which we call Robertson, which is really like the West Hollywood and Beverly Hills area mm-hmm. in Los Angeles. And then um, post-COVID, although we tried to open it pre-COVID, um, <laughs> was Sherman Oaks, California. So those are the three box unions that exist today. And and so you've got the box unions um, and you've already kind of, you teased it, COVID hit. <laughs> Talk us through creating a digital product to keep boxers moving during the pandemic. Yeah, and this, this kind of, you know, plays back to what I, what I said about bringing great people together to mm-hmm. take you even further. Um, and I think that's been something in our, you know, it built into our culture, built into everything that we do at um at box union and and ultimately we'll talk about title boxing club so when covid hit um we had some amazing you know master coaches that had been created with two studios and very successful studios i might add in Mm -hmm. in in los angeles and they said as covid hit they said let us get on instagram and start taking you know our format our methodology and hit more people as Felicia and I saw that, and we saw thousands and thousands of people logging in twice a day, doing different workouts, because we, at that point, our coaches said, hey, let's do our, our you know, um, boxing to the beat class, but also mm-hmm. let's do, you know, some, some other types of plays on round, a hit-based class, and um, uh, I can't even remember what we called it back then, but almost like a cardio sculpt class that we, mm-hmm. that we created. And so as we saw thousands of people, you know, logging in to Instagram to take these classes with us, Felicia said, well, what are we going to do? You know, everybody's out there in the industry asking consumers for donations to stay alive. Mm-hmm. Well, we were fortunate. I come from the banking world and I always knew, like, take the money while it's there. And so as we, prior to COVID, we had done some fundraising. And so we knew. Box Union was going to make it out of COVID alive. Mm-hmm. And, and I turned to Felicia and I said, if you don't know her, she can get anything done in the world. And I said to her, I said, <laughs> listen, now is our time, if ever, to create a digital subscription. So what you what I need you to go tell, figure out is how do you stand up a digital service? And like I said, Felicia does anything. Within 45 days, Box Union Digital was born and grew to thousands of subscribers that instead of asking for donations, we now had actually a business model that was being developed. So not only did our capital on hand during COVID allow us to keep our team employed, but we now had a business that we could run to keep them, you know, working and innovating and and developing for us. And that was something in large part the team did as Mm -hmm. well as, you know, with some support from us, obviously. Well, Felicia, 45 days is pretty quick. Can you can you talk us through that time? What did that what did that feel like? Were there sleepless nights? I think everybody was absolutely running on adrenaline. And the great news is everybody 
on the team pitched in and helped. So the first thing we knew is we had to get something that was off the shelf. We didn't have time nor the expertise to build a platform. And Mm Living in LA, we got we had some front of house people, an assistant studio manager who had been a production assistant for a period of time before joining us at Box Union. So really, it was a team effort. Our um, VP of Product and Programming, Kyle Schneider, you know, worked tirelessly to film a lot of the content with mm-hmm. another one of our master coaches, Tara, and with the help of the other members of the team, you know, we made it happen. And I think given the fact that there was a lot of uncertainty in the world, our biggest concern was keeping our people employed and keeping our community engaged. You know, we really did what it took and people did put in all sorts of hours to make this happen. Yeah, I I, can't, I mean, I can't imagine because we all went through it at the same time, but thinking back to that time, it, it was super insane, super insane. Okay, let's get to the title boxing of it all. So all of this is happening kind of in the background and then uh, Box Union acquired Title Boxing Club during the pandemic. So you went from operating your three clubs, uh, your three studios, to being a franchisor of just shy of 150 Title Boxing Club locations. How did all of that come to be? So so I bet if Felicia was going to start to answer this question, she'd say, you know, that I'm probably a little bit crazy. And when COVID mm-hmm. happened, I said, I said to the company in an address, I said, just mark my words, you know, we're going to come out of this stronger and better position than we went into COVID. Now, mm-hmm. did I know what that meant when I, when I said <laughs> it? Absolutely not. Um, but that's how you partially challenge yourself uh, to think bigger and 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 make things happen. I guess you know manifest it, if you will. And so it, it had to be around July or so of 2020, and I got a call, and mm-hmm. it was um, the CEO at the time of Title Boxing Club, and he was reaching out to see if there was any chance we would combine the businesses. As a franchise business, you're always looking for growth in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form. And he thought there might be an interesting ability to roll up a number of players like Box Union. Well, as I said, um, we had the capital and we thought we could be positioned much more strongly coming out of this. And we loved what Title offered, which was you know a really strong brand that resonates in the boxing world. But we did not have really any intentions of selling the business. And so Mm -hmm. we turned the tables on them and said, hey, look, we think there could be a way to combine here. But I think if we combine, it's going to look a lot more like us acquiring and merging with Title Boxing Club than us selling, because I don't think you're prepared to pay what we would want to exit the business. You fast forward about five months or so. So by the end of 2020, we acquired Title Boxing Club and then became, you know, the largest uh, fitness boxing or boxing fitness brand, you know, in the world overnight. And that was super exciting for us because if you had hit the rewind button when we started this, you know, once we decided to take external capital we knew that you know we had a responsibility to those shareholders to grow and drive value for a business 
And this was something, you know, again, you could say we manifested to get out mm-hmm. to become this large player and put ourselves on the, the next stage of growth. I bet your investors loved that that letter, <laughs> that quarterly letter. <laughs> how, how did uh, how did the support rate down, or uh, what what were the reactions? They 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 loved it. I mean, I think that um, you know, and I think the best way to say that is they they all invested, um, you know, alongside Felicia and I in making this transaction happen. And so they, you know, I think we collectively felt like this was the right next move. And, you know, Felicia and I, but by now being on a bigger scale business can can attract even more talent to the team to drive title boxing club and box union into the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think it's so interesting because it's such a twist. Right. You just you just don't expect that uh, as an outsider looking in, but it, it definitely sounds like you all had the confidence in the business and in in your your leadership to know that um that you would eventually be the boxing the biggest boxing brand in the world. But that's fun to say, huh? Yeah, it's not bad. We'll take it. <laughs> but you know, there's people, there's people nipping at our heels. And so, you know, it's something that every day we we focus on how are we delivering our service and our commitment to now you know our franchisees and our partners in this we we literally you know we do we call them franchise partners because mm-hmm. this is something that we're all doing together to bring you know boxing and boxing fitness to more people and we take that responsibility seriously and we know that if they can operate um strongly then we will continue to grow and and take Title Boxing Club to more and more locations and be, you know, a very large global player when we fast forward over the next five years. Yeah. Anything to add, Felicia? No, I mean, Todd was right. I thought he was absolutely crazy. <laughs> but he did say, mark my words, we're going to come out of this stronger than when we went into COVID. And when he called me and said, I just told the CEO of Title Boxing Club that we should buy them. You know, I thought he'd completely gone off the deep end. But here we are. I love it. Twist. Um, so now you have all of these franchisees um, who are, are essentially operating, they are operating their own individual businesses under the Title Boxing Club brand. Um but you get to work with them and make changes as a former outsider, now an insider. What kind of changes have you brought to the Title Boxing Club locations since the acquisition? There have been a lot. And I think it's important to hit home the fact that we're not traditional franchisors. We're operators and we understand the operations and we have a lot of empathy for our franchise partners. A lot of franchisors are focused on growing the business and their energies are focused on selling the next territory and the next territory and the next territory. Mm-hmm. Our priority was focused on our existing franchise partners and helping them better execute, as Todd said. After we bought the business, we intentionally stopped all franchise development. We really needed to understand what we had bought And we wanted to make sure that the foundation of the business was intact. We traveled a lot, Todd even more than me. 
I will say the positive is that my husband realized that he had unbelievable culinary capabilities. So that was like one of the huge benefits. We went to clubs, we took classes, and we listened and learned from our franchise partners. We took tried and true, tried and true. I'm getting all tongue twisted. Best practices. Yeah. (laughs) And rolled them out to system-wide, like small things, for example. We saw there was a really great opportunity for our system to improve their appointment to show ratio. So people Mm -hmm. sign up for a class. That's an appointment that would be booked. And then, you know, you want them to actually show up for that class they booked as a first-timer. Um, We learned one of our partners out there had a nearly perfect appointment book to show ratio because her team took this extra step when they were on the phone with a prospect, they asked that prospect their favorite color. So if I called you, Gina, and you told me your favorite color was purple, then I would put a pair of purple wraps and a pair of the gloves in a locker, take a picture of it, send you a text letting you know how excited we are to see you tomorrow at whatever time for your class and that everything is in your locker ready and waiting for you. Oh, well, that's right. (laughs) Super cute. And while that's a really in the weeds tactics, we've made a lot of changes since we acquired title. And one, we could not have done that without the amazing team we hired. So we hired a lot of people over a short period of time. In addition to hiring new team members, we rolled out a learning management system. Learning and development is something that has been core to our DNA at Box Union. It's a philosophy of like never-ending improvement and constantly challenging the status quo and making sure that we're developing in our people and in a franchise system. It's really important that you have tools that can help you scale the onboarding the training, and the development of people. We also introduced an evolution in the club with respect to the class experience. When we traveled across the country, we noticed that there was a lot of different flavors of classes being taught throughout title boxing clubs. So we rolled out an evolution, which we were calling 2.0, where we took a lot of things that worked very successfully at Box Union and introduce them to the title boxing club system. So for instance, at, you know, Box Union, we had a combo of the day and it was the North Star. So you could get boxers, Mm -hmm. take them on a journey and have them ultimately end class with this feeling of accomplishment. So we introduced, you know, a focus of the week, a combo of the day. We also rolled out tools to enable the franchisees to have better visibility into their um, lead management process. And that allowed them to identify gaps and training opportunities. A lot of times people, owners are quick to say, I don't have enough leads. And with the tools we were rolling out and training them on, they saw in most cases, it wasn't that there was a lead issue. It was that they weren't following up with the leads or they weren't being effective in actually getting those leads booked into a class. 
We also did a um, national pricing study where we went out and we looked at our pricing. We looked at the consumer price index. We looked at the cost of living. We looked at the competitive set and realized there was a real opportunity for us to increase pricing as well as within certain membership tiers, be able to build in our digital product to meet the consumer where they are. And to be honest, like the optimizations haven't stopped. I I love that. I honestly, I think listening to the two of you speak about this boxing brand, I I think we've heard that on, on We Got Goals from fitness leaders across the country, but I think your focus on systems, on running this, what what oftentimes can be a passion business as a business <laughs> is, is what makes you stand out. Um, so many people um, who I speak to want to leave their corporate job and leave it all behind and run a, a boutique studio. And I, I think that they think that it's just so easy, but hearing you talk about systems and sales and leads and processes, it can be easy, but you have to you have to put the tools in place, right? Absolutely. It it should be fun though, right? <laughs> yes. No, we're the lucky ones. We get to yeah. work in fitness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now, okay, so you've put all these processes in place. You've done all this work. It sounds like, honestly, it was a grueling time to do all of that work, to find all of this out. And now you have these two brands operating side by side. Will they ever be one brand? Are they going to be sibling brands forever? So it's a great question. Um, and you know, as you can imagine, it was probably the first question every franchise partner would ask me, mm-hmm. um, what's going to happen? Are we all going to become box union? And, um, you know, and, and we got to remember they bought into a franchise and they bought the title brand and that's, you know, a big part of, of their passion and appropriately. Mm-hmm. So, and we said from the beginning, um, you know, we are not here to make you do something in this sense that you don't want to do. Let's mm-hmm. evaluate what we do with the brands, how the brands, you know, can either stand on their own or ultimately come together. And that's, you know, a little bit how we approach everything. You know, you heard Felicia talk about a pricing study. You know, we are not people that just make a quick rash decision, uh, even though maybe buying title boxing clubs sounded that way, <laughs> but, but we do our work. We do our homework and we're thoughtful and we try to really approach everything we do that way. And especially running a franchise system, you know, with a lot of different opinions inside that system, I think you have to stay really true to that. Um, and, And I think people have come to learn and appreciate that way when we come to them with something and what we want to do, it's actually been thought out and there's, there's a reason why, right? Don't just do this, but here's why you might want to think about doing this. So when you talk about the brands, that has been no different. You know, at first everyone's like, oh my God, you know, box union, box to the beat. That's not what we want to do. By the way, you know, fast forward 21 months and we have a lot of franchise partners calling us and going, hey, can I send some people out and teach us how to do this box to the beat, which is just the leveraging music to pace a workout. It's as authentic as anything of hitting and, you know, of heavy bag and punching with boxing skills and combos. It's just pacing that workout for someone. It's just a different way of doing it. And so as we've really looked at where we, what we want to do, you know, as we've shared with title boxing club system, 
our intention will be to um, basically combine the brands and leverage the the awareness of the title brand. Creating a brand from scratch, as we all know, is incredibly difficult. And to get that brand out and get that brand recognized um, nationally and internationally takes a lot of money and a lot of time. Mm-hmm. So we have the benefit of the title brand, both as the equipment brand itself and then the fitness brand at being north of a hundred million dollar brand a year at re- at the retail level from a consumer perspective, touching millions and millions of people. So you you will likely see over time, I won't give an exact timeline, <laughs> but that our box union brand, could be called and become a title. However, you will also see that our class types will be everything within those studios for those clubs that want it will be anything from the traditional um, signature boxing class we teach at Title Today. There will be options for clubs if they want to do box to the beat as a class type. And we're going to be rolling out some different box and lift type strength classes, and it'll really be about the the service offering inside of the club. Um, And so that's really where we're headed. And I think what that then gives us an ability to do and a platform to do is also look to future consolidation in the industry. Mm -hmm. You know, I personally believe there's a lot of subscale brands out there. There's a lot of franchise brands that until you get north of 100, 100 and plus, you're not really going to be able to provide the level of service that our intentions are to, and that we are providing our franchise partners today. And to only improve that over time, because that costs a lot of money to be able to provide the operations, the marketing, the learning and development, the financial help, all of that type of assistance. And so we think we could ultimately become a really interesting platform for consolidation around um, very, you know, combat sports for fitness. So anything from boxing and kickboxing and those types of um, activities in the in, in, in a gym club environment. Mm, interesting. So I'm I'm hearing you might be going on a uh, fitness brand shopping spree. <laughs> You never know. <laughs> you never know. Oh, I like this for you. What a fun future. Um, I I could talk about um, the sport of boxing all day because I, I think it is it is such a fun way to work out. And it's also, it is a sport. So you, you as a, a human being, you feel competitive and like an athlete when you're in those classes. Um, Felicia Todd, what's, what's kind of your experience or your takeaway when you walk out of a boxing class? How do you, how do you usually feel? I'll go first. So the first time I put on gloves and I've talked about this a lot, I was 16 years old. My dad had died suddenly from a heart attack, April of my junior year. School got out for the summer. I opened the yellow pages. I sought out a boxing gym. I went to this boxing gym and the minute I put on boxing gloves, I felt like 
an inner badass had been unleashed. And I see that in our clubs. When people put on a pair of gloves for the first time, their whole stance, their whole demeanor shifts and changes. And there is a catharsis and a feeling of empowerment that is really hard to describe unless you've experienced it yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Todd, what about you? So, you know, and again, I take a lot of box union and title boxing club classes and Felicia touched on the programming and our focus of the week, which is, you know, basically skill-based development. So every week we change what that skill is. We support it with combos of the day. So there is this shared kinship or, you know, the, the fitness world likes to say community. We call it shared kinship of, of, of going into a room and learning a skill together and over the course of seven days showing up, you know, two, three, four, five, six, seven times and, and, and learning that skill. And so it begins the conversation when you exit the room, God, that was really hard today. But now as I look four days later, wow, I've gotten better at it. And that conversation starts amongst our, you know, the, the, the different folks that have taken class. And so I kind of love the ability to just keep that development going and feeling like you're on a team. Um, and, and I just think, you know, and it, it does feel great, you know, learning how to punch, learning how mm-hmm. to, and we say really learning how to box. Um, and that doesn't mean because you're going to go into a fight, doesn't mean any of that, doesn't even mean you're going to watch a fight. But there's something about developing a skill and a lot of workouts today aren't that type of skill development. So I just kind of love that component of it and and just kind of that continual development. I love that too. And you and you hit on something that we talk about a lot at a sweat life, and that's the the element of having a shared interest in a unified place gives people a really beautiful in, in, intro to a friendship um, because making friends as adult, building community, building that kinship, whatever we want to call it is really, really hard. Um, so I, I love that you've kind of built the place and that you see it happening too within the walls of Box Union and Title Boxing Club. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So Felicia, we've, we've hit on, on sort of the power of boxing in your life. Boxing has a lot of power in a lot of other folks' life as well. My my father-in-law actually has Parkinson's um, and, and uh, he does Rocksteady Boxing. Um, and you recently joined the board of Rocksteady Boxing. Can you share a little bit more about this incredible organization and how you're working to integrate it into Box Union and Title Boxing Club? Yeah, absolutely. And I was thrilled when I got the call from Carrie Eisenberg, the president and CEO of Rocksteady Boxing. I am really fortunate to be on the board. Rocksteady is an amazing nonprofit organization that is designed to give people with Parkinson's hope by improving their quality of life through non-contact boxing-based fitness curriculum. Prior to joining the board, Title Boxing Club had a number of franchise partners already offering Rocksteady boxing classes. I've experienced these classes firsthand. Todd's participated in these classes as he's traveled to franchise partners across the country. 
And not only does this program have physical benefits, including slowing the progression of the disease, but there are also real tangible social and emotional benefits. You know, these people who are fighting this disease that is physically debilitating, having this sense of kinship and seeing that, you know, they're not alone in what oftentimes feels like a very isolating diagnosis. The clubs that participate really recognize how rewarding it is to work with this special population. And, you know, from the business side, they're often able to drive revenue to their clubs during what would typically be downtimes. Um, Rocksteady has a, you know, tremendous footprint. They operate classes at senior living centers, at hospital and in medical environments. And then obviously the boutique fitness world, including Title Boxing Club, is another big channel for them to be able to offer their programming to people with Parkinson's. Yeah, it's it's truly an amazing organization. And I, I, I'm so grateful that you are bringing it to even more folks with Parkinson's. It, it tends to impact the aging population, but obviously any disease can be uh, unfair um, to folks who maybe aren't aging or um, have never seen it in their family before. So um, if you are out there with Parkinson's disorder or if you know um, someone in your family with it, Rock City Boxing can offer such an incredible way to find a sneaky support system um, without having to actually sit in a circle. <laughs> so, uh, but Felicia, how how can listeners get involved with Rock City Boxing or, or donate? Uh, donate? Yeah, the best way is to go to the Rocksteady Boxing website, and that's just rocksteadyboxing.org. There's a class locator on their site. There's also the ability to donate from their website as well. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. We'll also link to that in the show notes. So if you're listening to this um, and you're on the go, don't worry, you can come back and find that link as well. All right. We've talked a lot about the sport of boxing, about um, title, about box union. Let's talk about culture because I know we've mentioned a bit about camaraderie and kinship, but there's also the the side of culture that sort of impacts day-to-day work, (laughs) Um, both in the club and also at the corporate office. So um, I loved hearing the two of you speak about the brand throughout this conversation and other conversations we've had. And, and I love the way you speak about culture. So how do you sort of encourage culture both in class and in your staff? And how do you scale that over hundreds and hundreds of clubs? It's a big question. Yeah. So let me let me kind of introduce a few different concepts around it that will kind of show itself to your point, not only in our class, but um, in everything that we do. So, and, and some of these concepts, I would say definitely apply to sports, um, our approach with our franchisees, um, and, and definitely our company. And so one of them would be, and Felicia mentioned it early on freedom within a framework. This is really a core principle of how we run a club, how we run the business, how we run our classes. And I'll hit more on that, but it's really the idea and the concept of allowing for individuality, which is what younger people who are a lot of the people working in our clubs want and making something your own and getting a sense of ownership and pride in what you do. Mm -hmm. Another concept that I would touch on is just a growth mindset. 
And in my mind, when you provide a freedom within a framework, the person who then gets to go provide that service or that job and that what they're doing has to be open to some continual learning and development as well as feedback. Mm-hmm. And anyone who's worked at Vox Union or on our team would tell you that we truly believe feedback is a gift. And probably if you don't like feedback, you're probably not right for our culture. The third one I would say is we, not me. And this is the idea since day one. And, and, and I was a, uh, you know, a founder of an investment bank prior to this and you know, spent about 23, 24 years on Wall Street. I've always been a big believer in tearing down silos and working across functions to get to the best answer. And we talk about it internally of teamwork achieves greatness. And what we're really saying there is no divas, no people who don't collaborate. So if you take a few of those concepts and blend it together, I think what you would get is we provide a framework for our coaches, for our front of house, for people on our corporate team. But we allow them to make class, the club, their departments feel like their own. That skill-based, that. the skill-based focus of what we do when I talked about our focus of the week supported by a combo of the day, that allows coaches front of house talking to boxers to develop that skill in people in their own way. And what's cool is consumers then make choices of whose class they go to and you know what they do based on how coaches provide that skill to them. And so then we'll get, which is neat, real-time feedback into that loop based on are people going to your class, based on us taking our own classes. And when something doesn't work, we're there with feedback. We And then we seek to figure out how to improve and drive results for both our members, our clubs, our business. You know, we look to really make sure our team lives that whole concept. And we talk talk about we, not me in the terms publicly, we talk about it as better together. So that's really what we're going for is that community, that shared kinship built around a skill where we all get to develop, but we don't tell people every, like, this is exactly how, what you have to say and exactly what you have to do. Those that do that well, that take the feedback, they end up achieving greatness with us and as a result, you know, if you look in our clubs, we have a lot of the people, you know, that we actually started with that are still driving the business forward and have taken the business much further than Felicia and I could have alone. That's that's awesome. I, I think there's a lot that fitness studios and business owners outside of the fitness space could take out of that. I, I think freedom within a frame is is probably honestly the the best advice I've heard in a while. It it just is a another lovely way of putting like tell somebody the outcome you want, not the the path you want them to take. Let them get there. Exactly. And and look, you know, these are these are also generational type issues. You know, mm-hmm. when we entered the business, the primary generation that was working in our clubs was millennials. Mm-hmm. Well, now the primary is Gen Z. And those generations act, behave, driven, motivated by different things. And you have to be willing and open to learn. And that means when I say feedback, I don't just mean 
you know, us providing feedback down the organization. We are, we love the feedback also coming back up the organization because that's how you know then if a leader in a position is still capable of leading that team and have the trust of that team and has built the relationship with that team. So it's a two-way street and, mm-hmm. and we have to hold ourselves you know, accountable to that. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I think um, we could spend, we probably could have spent the whole podcast episode talking about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next time. Ne- yeah, next time. We'll just dig into culture. We call it culture goals. Uh, exactly. But now let's hear, let's hear from an Asphalt Life ambassador who is loving Title Boxing Club right now. Hi, everyone. I'm Sarah Pernay. I am a Sweat Life ambassador, and I've been an ambassador for four years now. And I love Title Boxing because it is the perfect combination of a workout that gets you motivated, gets you inspired, but gets you really sweaty and you can just punch it out and really feel good at the end of the 60 minute workout. I started title boxing in 2017, actually with a few coworkers. We were trying out different studios, very similar to a sweat life and I was hooked, pun intended. Uh, One of my favorite instructors in the Chicagoland area is Courtney Belcastro. She has some of the hardest classes that I've ever experienced, but her motivation is, like I mentioned, inspiring, and it makes me wanna keep coming back to her classes, even though I'm exhausted by the end of them. And we're back. Before we go, Todd and Felicia, I would love to hear one piece of advice from you for anyone who's taking their very first boxing class at Box Union or Title Boxing Club. You could give us two different pieces of advice for those two clubs or or just one. Felicia, let's start with you. Okay, well, it's a long piece of advice, but I think Nike said it best when they said, just do it. Honestly, showing up and trying something new is often the hardest part. So I encourage people to leave their self-judgment at the door and rest assured when they're stepping into one of our clubs, they're entering a judgment-free environment. The 45 minutes in our classes is you time. And we encourage you to make your workout your own. There's going to be people who say, but I've never put on gloves before. Well, guess what? Most people who come in for their first time, they haven't either. That's what our coaches are there for. They're there to show you the punches. And most importantly, there to help you have fun. I should probably issue a disclaimer that hitting a heavy bag can be habit forming and the side effects may include increased happiness, a decrease in stress and anxiety, and an overall feeling of empowerment. I love that. The whole time you were giving that description, Felicia, I was just picturing a boxing glove with a Surgeon General's warning on it. That's good. You make it have our next creative campaign. Yeah, do it. I don't care. <laughs> you heard it first, listeners. Okay, Todd, what's yours? What's the, the I, I, well? There's no way there's there's no way to top that. I would just say in two simple words, which I talked about in culture: growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Like Felicia said, don't ex- you don't expect to go be the, uh, the the champion of the world boxing right away. 
just go with the flow. Everybody starts somewhere. Um, I, by the way, didn't have a boxing backstory when I started Box Union. I just kind of got in, had no idea what I was doing, and learned from people through group fitness classes. I'm also not someone who did a lot of private training as part of it. I just learned how to work within my own you know, body and, and learn how to do it. So have a growth mindset. And and enjoy it because there's a reason, you know, it's a it's it's incredibly popular. Our membership base, you know, is growing. There's more brands that have come out over the last five years that um in in the fitness boxing and related categories. So give it a try. And as Felicia said, I do think it's pretty uh, you know, pretty addicting when you start developing that skill a little bit more and learning new new elements each time. I think that's such an important piece of advice, just that nugget that when you start, don't expect to be good. (laughs) Don't expect to be immediately good at something you're new at. I think that's so important because you hear folks say like, I can't, I can't do yoga. I can't do boxing because I'm bad at it. Like that. Yeah. It's a practice. Get there. Absolutely. Great word. It's a practice. We, we, a lot of our coaches, will will talk about that. Um, in the beginning, when we said people would say it's literally like it's like a language. It's a foreign language. Did you walk into class the first time you took Spanish or French and know how to speak fluently? No. But that will actually keep you going, keep you engaged. And as a result, you know, over time, you'll just be more more fit, both physically and and mentally. You know, that's one of the things Felicia touched on that I think is really important about boxing. Clearly, in all fitness, there's endorphins. In all fitness, you know, you're going to feel a little bit better mentally. There is something about hitting a heavy bag um, and and being able to kind of that catharsis that Felicia talked about happening. There's something much bigger than um, than than just the the physical fitness side of this. And, And this is really where we talk about the mental fitness side of our business. It's pure magic. Well, Todd, Felicia, I am so happy to have gotten to spend this time with you. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of We Got Goals. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Super fun. This has been another episode of We Got Goals and a SweatLife.com production and another thing that's better with friends. Thanks to Todd Wadler and Felicia Alexander for joining me. And remember that you can get a totally free month of membership to Title Boxing Club On Demand. Use code ASWEATLIFE to get 30 days for free. After that, the membership rate goes up to $19.99 monthly. You'll find that link in the show notes, or you can go to titleboxingclubondemand.com and use code A-S-W-E-A-T-L-I-F-E. We're taking a week off for Labor Day next week, but we'll be back in September with more episodes from studio founders and thought leaders you won't want to miss. Another big thanks to Ryan Deffitt for editing, Ryan Barayuga for video production, and to you, our listeners, for subscribing wherever you get your podcasts.